For the plant doctor segment on Real World Gardener, on the line I've got Steve McGrain, horticulturalist, agriculturalist. How are you today, Steve? Oh, I'm doing very well. Lovely weather, maybe, one yeah. would say. <laughs> it, it is indeed. All right. Last week, Steve and I started the subject about nematodes. Apparently, there's only a very few bad nematodes. One specifically is root knot nematodes, but there's millions and millions of other nematodes which quite often have beneficial effects on plants in particular. So just to recap, though, we did a little description about root knot nematodes. And let's start mm-hmm. off with describing what a plant might look like if it's been infected by root knot nematode so well let's uh, there's symptoms above ground and below ground so above the ground i guess you could say they were stunted and in warmer weather they might wilt and even though you're watering they don't perk up in any way then you would go oh what's wrong with this and when you dig them up because they're not coming good, you'll discover that they've got these funny nodules on their roots. And that's a dead giveaway for having root knot nematodes, hence the name, I guess that's the common name. Yes, I mean, uh, the difficulty here for uh, most gardeners is that um, there are other things which put nodules onto plants, uh, you know, mainly the fixing of nitrogen, etc., which is a, a positive thing. So it's not always clear. Uh, the other problem is that plants will have that look of uh, unhappiness, uh, you know, wilting, etc., from wilting fungal diseases as well. So the nematode one is is a bit mysterious uh, for for diagnosing, and given their size, can be a little bit difficult at times. Yeah, you, that's so true. Actually, when you mention that, because. Well, if you put anything in the Fabaceae family, we'll have nodules on the roots because of the nitrogen fixing thing. And yeah, all the fungal wilts that are associated with that family can be a bit hard to diagnose. So is there a... a Definitive? Not really. But um, what you should do is probably jump on the old Dr. Google and have a look at the difference between root knot nematode uh, symptoms, the way it looks, and the way it looks when you're fixing nitrogen. They are quite different. But to the untrained eye, you might assume that they are very similar, but not so. The other thing is if you if you can, um, and I always suggest people do have one of these, one of those little handheld uh, magnifying glasses, they're a very useful little tool. Uh, and I, I suggest that you know we can all be uh, citizen scientists in our backyards and go and have a look at it. So if you take your little magnifying glass and have a look, you will be able to see these uh, little critters uh, embedded into the roots and, and uh, in the area very close to the soil as they rot the roots off. They will not only cause these knots, but they will cause some rotting as well, which will be secondary disease, usually associated with fungals. But, yeah, that's probably my best advice is to take it out of the soil and um, have a look at it under a handheld uh, micro, uh, you know, little microscope. Yeah, 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 that's a good idea. And once you've then diagnosed that, what do you do then? I mean, you've got, oh, my God, my bed is now infected with root, not nematodes. What mm. is the next step? What will I do now? There's plenty of things you can do. One of the first things that is always suggested, and it's very good advice, 
is rotate your plants. Now, that's good advice for a whole lot of things, including fungal diseases. The nematodes have about one year of surviving in the soil, much shorter than fungal diseases. Fungal diseases can survive up to 20 years. So the advantage is if you did have nematodes, you can rotate them. And then you actually mentioned some plants, which are also very useful, I understand, also to um, to put in the soil. Yes, asparagus and peanut plants, corn, garlic, uh, apparently are very good at, well, reducing the nematode populations. It won't get rid of them, but it certainly will reduce them if you don't then grow the, the problem plants in it for another couple of years, you should el- eliminate quite a lot, I would think. So there's also that biofumigation approach of uh, you know, growing. It also includes things like uh, mustard plants, which will biofumigate the soil. Actually, release is a, a deadly gas. I think it's cyanide gas that it releases into the soil. And so it's important that you don't allow them to uh, get to around about half of their size, their full maturity, and work them back into the soil. And that will ensure your nematodes go running very quickly. Yeah, now, of course, when you grow green manure crops, you don't just pull them out. You wait till they get to a certain height before they flower, then you dig it in. And uh, if the soil is moist, the mustard, particularly the mustard plant, will decompose and release a chemical known as isothiocyanate. So I guess that's the cyanide thing that you were referring to. It is. To. Yeah. It is indeed. Mm. Uh, so it's the cyanide is a cyanide. Now people get, don't get too scared about that because <laughs> <laughs> there's cyanide even in things like uh, apple seeds, would you believe? If you, if you ate a, a cup of apple seeds, you might get some um, as a byproduct feeling quite ill from the cyanide-type poisoning. But the amount of cyanide that's uh, residual in the soil after the actual uh, green manure crop is not such that it's going to affect you in some way, but it certainly does affect the nematodes. Right. Now, there's two other ways of treating the soil. There's the soil solarization method and then there's the neem oil. So mm-hmm. there's good and bad reasons for using the neem oil, isn't there? Yeah, look, neem oil is a, such a great product, so effective, and it's got such a broad spectrum. But therein lies one of the issues because it's indiscriminate. So most of the things in the soil will be affected by neem oil if you put them in and drench them, which is why I'm going to suggest that you look at using what's known as beneficial nematode. Ah, yes. Where do you get them, though? They're not. You generally won't get them at your garden store. They may have them, but um, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention products here. But uh, there's only one that I know that has it. Well, in that case, because it's just like um, Dipel, which is the only one on the market. Yeah. Then, yeah, if it's a one-off, then you can mention it. I'm not aware of any other other than EcoGrow, which has the beneficial nematode. So that'd be, uh, you know, something you would hunt down in your uh, rural produce store, or simply getting it online. Now, the great thing about that is these nematodes are going to go out and hunt out the bad guys and they're not going to go killing everything else. Although, (laughs) as we discussed off air, they do also attack things like curl grubs. So if one was trying to get rid of curl grubs, the African black beetle, uh, one could also use this, uh, as does neem oil, can be used for the same thing. But again... This one is more discriminatory, and so beneficial nematodes by EcoGrow is one to go out and look for as well. 
Yeah, that's it. I, I imagine if you've got a really bad outbreak of nematodes and you haven't been able to control it, that would be the way to go rather than drenching mm. a whole plot with neem oil, which will kill everything. Yeah, look, I, 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 and neither of those, as far as I'm aware, are going to have deleterious effects, unlike other chemicals that uh, we use and pesticides on any uh, secondary eaters, like birds that might eat um, things like uh, uh, the curlgrub larvae. So that, in the, from that point of view, environmentally, it's a far more friendlier way of going about it. But, you know, you're still going to be killing stuff probably that you didn't mean to. But look, one of the other ways that we haven't spoken about as a natural biocontrol is chitosan. Now, I don't know that we mentioned this before, but no. chitosan is a protein. How would you spell that? It sounds like you're saying sand. Mm, it is, chitosan. So um, C... C H I T O S A N, chitosan. And chitosan is is a is a, a compound of a, it's a protein compound that occurs uh, usually, funnily enough, in the shells of things like prawns. Oh. Uh, it, you know, we have uh, you know proteins that appear in our in our nails, and in the case of a prawn, or in as in the case of an insect as well. Chitosan is the is the protein which is used to create uh, that shell. That stuff is uh, it will get rid of nematodes. It, they don't like it, and it is very effective. Oh, so if you were to put that in your compost heap, if you had enough prawn shells, again we're talking generally here, so you need to understand volumes and, and what that breaks down to. But as a general rule, chitosan is a is a very effective protein against not only in this case, nematodes, but also fungal diseases. And that's what was shown in uh, studies in the UK or, or from the Organic Institute that they did 20-year 20, 20 studies that found one of the only things that got rid of the long-term fungal soil-borne diseases was this kind of thing. So uh, maybe you don't throw the prawns out now with the bathwater. Right. <laughs> when it's, don't put them in your garbage bin, but um, put them in your compost too. Right. I guess you'd have to crush them up so that you wouldn't cause a huge smell i suppose <laughs> uh well i tell you what i do with mine I, I simply bury them underneath the existing compost which you know yep. has uh, has attained a certain level of breakdown the other ways is you can crush them up always when you crush things like when you're crushing up uh, eggshells you'll get a much better result of uh, calcium release and in this case a lot better uh, result of protein release if you were to crush them up put them in your blender or something like that oh right well, that's a, a an amazing piece of information that I'm sure people are going to perking up their ears and go, wow, get rid of fungal problems. Yay. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think I think we've done a good coverage of nematodes for Real World Gardener. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, Steve, on Real World Gardener. Oh, it's a pleasure.